impact. You love to see it. Instant impact. Can it really go? Instant impact. How nice is he? Never going back. What is he gonna do on the next level? Instant impact. Is he gonna be a boom or bust? Instant impact. Is he gonna make or break? Instant impact. It's going down today. <laughs> yeah, fresh off that fire intro. You know how your boy Coach Keith does it here on the West Coast. It's instant impact. And my boy is back. BA from the GA. We finna get rocking and rolling. Brooks Austin, SI, All-American. What's good, baby? Hey, man, I got a lot of juice tonight on a Tuesday night, but I ain't damn sure got enough juice as you do. Good Lord, man. I know you're pumped about tonight's show. And, uh, man, I'm happy to be here, as always, on Instant Impact. Talk about some dudes. As always, we got some great ones. Uh, had some pretty big names commit to some pretty big schools this week. Uh, so I'm ready to talk about them all, man. No doubt, man. Instant Impact, probably the most um, valued show right now on social media, just in terms of evaluation. Nobody's doing it bigger. Nobody's doing it better. Let's get started right off the bat. Want to bring in our very special guest, 2022 I'm going to call you athlete because I've seen you run the football. I've seen it. Braylon Allen, University of Wisconsin commit. Braylon, what's going on? Thanks for joining the show. Going on. Thanks for having me. No doubt, man. So very quickly, you made a commitment to University of Wisconsin. You're from the area. Tell the people why Wisconsin for you. Um, basically, it's just, uh, to put it simply, the best fit all around. Um, you know, I, I love the coaches. I love the the system, the campus, uh, just the atmosphere at Camp Randall. Everything about it was uh, just what I was looking for. Now, Camp Randall is a pretty hype place. And when they get those nighttime games versus Ohio State or Michigan, I mean, that thing turns up, especially at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Braylon, tell me about what you think it's going to feel like playing in front of 85,000 screaming cheeseheads. Uh, I don't, I don't think I can't imagine it yet, but, um, you know, I can only think it's going to feel amazing. No question about it. There's a video going viral of you. We talked about this kind of pre-show 385 pounds on a hand clean. Now I was a college linebacker. The most I ever hand clean was probably about 295. If I remember correctly, about, about 295 on the (laughs) hand clean. And I was a strong guy, right? I was one of those iron guys in the weight room who got the shirt and got the hat. I was the, I was one of those guys. But to hang clean 385 as a rising junior, tell me, when did you start lifting weights? And have you always just been this animal inside that room? I actually didn't touch a weight until I was going into my freshman year. Wow. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, no, no weights in middle school or anything like that. I was a huge wrestler, so um, you know I was always a pretty strong guy. But I actually, I actually struggled in the weight room um, during freshman year. It wasn't about till you ain't struggling my, no more. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't about till the end of my freshman year where I finally got everything down and I was putting up some decent numbers. Well, listen, it, it was mighty impressive. I know Brooks made a tweet today that people are going crazy over. Saquon Barkley came in as a freshman at the University of Penn State, and he, he power cleaned 405, and the internet went crazy. And I think you're going to smash that your freshman year at Wisconsin. But, I Brooks, I want to let you jump in here. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I would imagine, Braylon, you could probably, I don't know if you've taken it from the floor before, but I would imagine you could probably power clean 405 right now. If you could hang clean 385, and I don't know if a lot of the audience understands that because a lot of the audience probably didn't spend a ton of time in the weight room doing cleans and whatnot, but hang cleans, you're, you're pretty much, I mean, you're stopping your for, your forward momentum at the halfway point. So right. what is your what is your maximum power cleaning? Have you even hit on it? No, I haven't touched really power clean besides, um, you know, in our, in our program, when we have more reps at the beginning, I'll power, power clean instead of hand clean, but I've never maxed out my power clean before. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Saquon shut the internet down with 405, and I just don't think people understand how much weight 385 is. And, and to be honest with you, it didn't look like you had an exact power clean set, like weight set on there. It looked like you had some some bench press weights and some some squat weights on there. So I would imagine it's probably – if you were in a full legitimate like Olympic lifting uh, outfit right there at your high school – I would imagine that 385 would have been made to look even cleaner. So um, I was incredibly impressed. I know one question I've got for you, Braylon, and we've already talked about it a little bit, but obviously going to Wisconsin, you, you play a lot of free safety, play a lot of strong safety, and even some in the box there at your high school. Do they have any indications on what you're going to be playing at Wisconsin? Are you going to stay at strong safety, or are you going to move down in the box when you get to college? Um, I guess I'll kind of be labeled as a strong safety but I'll come down in the box in the box a lot for sure. For sure, know, Keith. Yeah, go ahead. I, I know Wisconsin. They're a big zone coverage team. They're a big zone coverage team, and they normally have a box safety. And Braylon, that fits your skill set tremendously. As, as as we broke down your tape earlier today, one thing that I noticed is that you are an enforcer, not just on the defensive side of the ball. As a running back, you punish people. As a strong safety, you come up and you hammer people. Even on special teams, you're forced to be reckoned with. That type of physicality will always translate in the game of football. Are, are your, are, is your mindset coming in to play early as a Wisconsin Badger? Yeah, that's the goal. My plan is to graduate early and enroll uh, second semester of my senior year, go through the spring training and um, you know practices, and hopefully I'll earn a spot. Yeah, there's no question about it. Well, I can tell you one thing you're not going to need to work on is that getting any stronger because I think you got that down pack. Uh, we love you as a prospect. You're one of our instant impact players this week. We uh, congratulate you on your commitment to University of Wisconsin. We wish you nothing but success and, 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 hell, and staying healthy and staying hungry and humble as you move forward in your journey, big fella, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. No doubt. No, I appreciate ladies, you, Braylon. No doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, Wisconsin commit. 2022 Braylon Allen throwing up 385 like it was a pancake. We appreciate you for joining Instant Impact, man. We'll take care. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me again. All right. Yeah, no let's, doubt. Let's move along. We're talking about inside linebacker out of Texas. Big bad Kendrick Blackshear. This kid is a problem. Yeah. 6'1, 240, maybe 250 pounds. He is a pure cock diesel. He's ready to go right now. Uh, first of all, Duncanville High School always loaded with prospects. Multiple guys from that high school committed to the Global All Star Game. Kendrick Blackshear is one of them. University of Alabama gets the four star inside backer. Let me tell you something. If he did not lose his junior year to a severe knee injury, you would probably be talking about the number one linebacker in the country. This kid is a heat-seeking missile, missile from the middle linebacker position. He's got tremendous size, but as a, with a compact frame at 6'1", he's got very long arms, 
Kind of reminds you of a Ray Lewis type. Ray Lewis was not a tall guy, about mm-hmm. six feet and a half, six one, but he had that length. And that facilitates a great tackler, especially out in space. Uh, Kendrick Blackshear, a physical presence in the middle, a natural-born leader, and a physical specimen. B.A.? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's probably already physically peaked, but I'm, I, it's not going to matter, right? He's 6'1", 245 pounds. He's got arms of an NFL linebacker. If you see, if people don't understand. You see Von Miller, these pictures he's put out lately. That dude's got 26-inch biceps, if you really look at it. He's got massive massive arms this kid's got them too um and like i said he, he is a grown man you already hit on it i don't know how much bigger how much more athletically gifted he's going to get when he gets into college but it's not going to matter because he's a grown man he's got an nfl body as a rising senior in high school so i i think the 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 major knee injury is a bit of a point of concern if i if i were to really label it down because we know he can come downhill keith it's all over the tape you know he can come downhill you know he can stop the run you know he's got power in his pads that sideline to sideline ability that is so crucial in college football today i we don't know what it looks like right now. We saw what it looked like as a rising sophomore, as a sophomore rising junior. We missed the whole junior tape again due to the knee injury. So what does it look like sideline to sideline after this when he comes back? You hit on it, though. Duncanville High School prospect. You know the kids transition to college ball is going to be made really, really smoothly. They run a, they run a D2 program out there. It looks like a D2 program. Pretty much. A full, like, full-grown men out there. So you know he's going to be able to work. You know he's going to understand how to lift and all that kind of stuff. So you're not going to have to worry about that. It's the main question for me. Again, I've already hit on it. Is what he looks like sideline to sideline because that's what college football is. That's what pro football is nowadays too. The Ray Lewis of the world, they would have been fine. Those transitions to the major, the to what modern football looks like nowadays would have looked fine. But if you're not running the low four sixes into that four four eight four four nine range, you really can't play Mike nowadays in college football, and you damn sure can't play it in pro football. So, does this kid still have that burst and explosiveness when he gets back? Um, fully healthy you know coming off of a knee injury Brooks I know at least for me when I came off a knee injury it's always that second year which is your takeoff year right the first year coming off that knee injury you're still trying to build that strength you're still trying to build that stability you're still trying to really build that confidence in that knee to be that explosive linebacker that you once were to be that guy that could change directions and, and be fluid in those agility movements Kendrick Blackshear one thing I do know is he's a worker he is persistent, um, and he's going to always put himself in position to be successful. I think Alabama got a big-time middle linebacker to, to really add to the lineage, lineage and legacy of linebackers there in Alabama over the last few years. Talking about guys like uh, Foster, um, there's a bunch of guys over the last – Dylan Moses. Dylan Moses over the last 10 years, right, um, yeah. who have been outstanding at the middle linebacker position. I think Blackshear fits that mode. Let's move along. Um Alabama. We're talking Alabama again. Terrence Ferguson, four-star offensive guard. I know O-line is your specialty, Brooks. I like this guy. I like this guy for a couple of reasons. Give him to me. I'm going to start it out right now. This ain't no guard. This ain't no guard. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a tackle. This is 100% a tackle. I don't care what anybody other, any other recruiting service tells you. This kid is 6'5", 295 pounds, plays tackle in a bona fide conference down here in South Georgia in Peach County, and the tech is flawless. I mean, 
flawless. And it's been flawless since his sophomore year because he played as a true freshman at Peach County. I was talking wow. to a high school football coach uh, up at North Murray High School. They played him as uh, Terrence's freshman year. He was playing right tackle because they had a dude over at left tackle down there at Peach County. As a true freshman, this kid was playing right tackle, and he walked out on the field, and the other coaching staff, because they were reading the scout report, they saw a freshman, they saw the tape, thought he looked kind of big, and then they saw him up in person, and it was a holy shit moment. I mean, yeah. a holy shit moment because this kid was a grown man as a true freshman, and all he's done since is clean up the tech. Now, look, I understand this whole idea of people thinking this kid's going to play guard because he's not an athletic specimen, okay? He's not going to jump 37 inches on the broad or the, the ver- vertical leap. He's not going to go 10-2 in the broad jump. Hell, he's probably going to run a 5-3 flat in the 40, okay? It's not a ton of explosiveness. It's not a ton of athleticism. It's not going to be a guy that's playing power forward in his spare time in basketball, okay? This isn't an Andrew Thomas type of athlete, but in high school. Now, it's Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas type of technique, okay? If you were to throw this kid out into a, his freshman year, if you were to throw him out there week one, the tech's going to be on par with anybody you've got because he's just been playing tackle that long, okay? 6'5", again, 295, 300 pounds. The thing for me, though, is the finish that this kid has. You want to tell me what an offensive lineman looks like? Yes, Watch sir. him finish, okay? That's the important thing to me. Um, I, I can't say enough about Terrence. I've been all over Terrence since probably a year and a half now. Okay. One of our very first interviews we did over on dogsdaily.com was with Terrence Ferguson. And from day one, I compared him to Andrew Thomas because that's what he looks like to me. The light, the, the lightness in his feet. Okay. It's not lightning quick, but his feet are never in the ground. It's always up and down pitter patter, chitter chatter. Um, the, the fundamentals of this kid are flawless and you can tell he's been well coached and those peach county boys they do not play around i'm telling you that right now keith no listen after watching the tape and i got a chance to digest the tape a couple of times and i i wrote down right here in my notes this is a prototype left tackle yeah prototype i'll tell you why there's not a whole box of twitch there but there is a good athlete there yes a good athlete in my experience Always does two things, three things. He always has his knees bent. He always plays with a base, and he stays off the ground unless he's on top of someone. Yeah. Those are three indicators of a good athlete. Terrence Ferguson is a good athlete. His finish is phenomenal. What stood out to me the most, his hand placement. The tech, Man, he gets those hands inside. It is over. He's going to control you. He's going to run you, and he's going to finish you. Terrence yep. Ferguson, four-star, commits to Alabama. Alabama on a roll, B.A. And look, man, like, he, he was absolutely a take at Georgia. And a couple of these guys on this list were takes at Georgia. Georgia wanted him bad. But he looked at that tackle room at Georgia, and, and, and you know, whether or not they wanted him to play guard, I don't know. They were probably going to leave him at tackle if he got there. But look, you – Amarius Mims probably going to end up at Georgia. All right. Tate Ratledge in that 2020 class plays tackle and is a damn good one. Roderick Jones in that 2020 class plays yeah. tackle and is a damn good one. Yeah. Warren McClendon's still going to be there when this kid gets on campus, too. So, uh, Owen Condit, I mean, it's deep as Xavier Trust. It's as deep as can be at the tackle position at Georgia. And I didn't even mention a kid named Chad Lindbergh, who's from Texas, who at any other school, We'd be talking about an instant impact as well because he's six foot eight, 318 pounds 
and is a mauler and a brawler. So the tackle room at Georgia just wasn't conducive for a kid like this, who I honestly think at Alabama, this is your next Alex Leatherwood. This is your next Cam Robinson, who it looks a lot like, right? Cam we're, we're not, we're yeah. not, we're not talking about guys who, again, we're not talking about the Tristan Wharfs of the world. Tristan Wharfs is a freakish athlete. Okay, right. this isn't this isn't that kind of athlete. I know they look like that on tape. They can move fluidly and all that stuff. This is an Alabama tackle. It's what they look like. The text flawless. The the fight to finish. All that great stuff. This is a Saban kid through and through, and a Saban tackle through and through. I like Terrence Lott, and I think he's going to play very, very early out there in Alabama. No question about it. Let's move along. Speaking of athletic tackles, speaking of guys that look to part in terms of the, the, the size, the athleticism, the twitch on the edge, Tommy Brockemeyer, number one rated offensive tackle in some people's mind, America's I mean, yeah, right. And Mar- Marius Mims has got an argument there, of course. Tommy Brockermeyer commits to Bama along with his brother, James Brockermeyer. Really love both of these guys. Um, I think first thing is first with these two is you got a package deal and you got a, a brothers, a set of brothers who have been coached by their father, who's a former college coach and also a big time college player. Uh, you can totally tell. You can totally tell. A pro tackle. This is a guy who played in the NFL, and yeah. these guys are as flawless technically um, as as Terrence is. I mean, we just got done talking about Terrence, who's a technician. Both of these kids are too. So we can start with ever which one you want to. I like James a lot more than most, so we can start there if you want. The center. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, to me, and I compared him over on SI American. I actually got a chance to do his his player profile for us. He's Ryan Kelly to me. I mean, we're talking about a first-round draft pick at the center position out of Alabama. Ryan Kelly came into Alabama a little bit thin in the skin. So is James. James probably rolls around at 280, 285. You can tell the, the Brockermeyer that their dads kind of kept them thin, doesn't think there's any need to add unnecessary weight on them because they're so you know technically sound and so powerful. Um, both these guys are pretty thin. They're both going to add up uh, pretty good weight when they get into college. Ryan Kelly was the same way. Ryan Kelly came to Alabama at 260, 270 pounds at six foot three. That's exactly what James is to me. Um, and I can just see, I can tell as an offensive, as a center specifically, how loose your hips are just based off your stance alone. If your knees get real bowed out, if your butt's packed up, if you can't have a big chest and a tight back, you probably got tight hips. This kid's stance it's an NFL stance. I mean, we're okay. going to be talking about this a lot with both of these kids. They're so well coached. They're so well uh, designed fundamentally uh, from the ground up. Got great ankle dexterity on both of them. Look, I played 35 starts in college. It, I, I may have at the center position. I may have bull hopped, which I don't know if you know what a bull hop is, Keith, but I'll explain it to the folks. A bull hop is an offensive center. It's how you counteract a bull rush. It's an extremely hard move. A lot of people... They get their feet rolling back like this. A bull hop, you're literally just chopping your feet back like this. You're jumping and resetting your cleats. It is the hardest thing to do as a center, in my personal opinion. And again, that's what I played. I played it a lot. This kid did it better and more flawlessly as a junior in high school than any kid I've ever seen. And, and, And that just goes to show you, again, how well coached these kids are. Look, outside zone, inside zone. Climbing to the second level, picking up blitzes, getting his offensive line in the correct set, and getting guys pointed out, identifying mics. Okay, identifying the mic linebacker is something that kids struggle with when they get to college. This isn't going to be one. James Brockermeyer is my number one center in the 2021 class, and honestly, 
I don't think it's really close. I love James a lot. And a lot of people think that just because Tommy was going that you were getting an add-on in James. I don't think that's the case. I think James is a bona fide starter, three-year starter at the center position when he finally gets to college and finally adds on about, you know, 20, 25 pounds of, you know, muscle. Again, this is Ryan Kelly to me. This is a, a, a future high draft pick at the center position. He's so damn smart, man. Well, you know, one thing that stood about, about both of these kids, and you don't see this a ton on the offensive line, and you, know, you don't hear this a ton on the offensive line. They both have great motors. Yeah. Their motors do not quit. And what I mean by that is second level, third level, not just getting one guy on the ground, going next level, getting another guy on the ground, right? Or jumping over a gap, picking up a blitzer. These guys, their motors just don't quit. I love how hard they play, but how much passion they play. They seem to really, really love the game. With their dad being a former college NFL guy, you can see why that could be. James Brockemeyer, big-time player at the center position, Love him there. Um, he, he's one of the best centers I've seen in a few years. Yeah. Um, I, I can say that because I've seen them over the last few years. He's one of the best centers that I've seen in a few years. And uh, he's going to be big time at Batman. There's no question. Going to need to put on, like you said, 20, 25 pounds. Both he'll of them are. Ready. He'll be ready to go. Absolutely. Tommy Brockermeyer, same thing. Terrific motor. He's a little light in the pants. A little light in the pants. Sometimes. He gets off balance. What bothers me, I don't think, I don't know if I say bothers me, but he gets he's himself more all, yeah. He's lean and he can get off balance, get his feet up in the air too much, right? I like those feet close to the ground, chop, 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 staying on the ground. He can get up in the air too much, um, get a little high, bothers me a little bit. That is something he needs to clean up. But I think it comes down to strength, right? It comes down to strength and power. And I think once his base gets stronger, he develops that lower body power and that up top girth. I think he's going to be a real issue at left tackle. You talk about Ferguson and Brockemeyer manning the edges with, with Brockemeyer, Jay Brockemeyer in the middle. That offensive line is going to be a problem. And I know they got a big time commitment a couple of weeks back. Yeah. I mean, how about, J- how about JC Latham, right? Yeah. I mean, same, same kind of guy. I think, I mean, Brockermeyer's ceiling is higher than all three of them at the tackle position. I mean, Latham's really only focused on it for the last two years um, at that tackle position. I think if you're talking about the tech, Terrence's tech is way better than all of them. Tommy's ceiling's the highest. Latham's the best, best athlete. So what do you do? You got three bona fide tackles uh, and one really good center. So, you know, one of them's going to kick into guard. One of them's yeah. going to be, you know, a couple of them probably going to be an early draft pick. And then the second, the, the third tackle that isn't in the NFL draft is going to kick out and play tackle his senior year. So, you know, pick, pick, pick of your litter there. I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. One thing, one thing I love about Tommy, and, and we can say the same thing about James, but it really stood out to me on Tommy's tape. That kid fights his butt off to finish. I mean, he is nasty. I saw, I, I saw him like bury a dude, flip him over, roll him onto his backside, pancake style, let the kid get up, and then ran him down a little bit more and buried him again. So he got two knockdowns on one play, and both of them were as nasty as humanly could possibly be. I think we already talked about it in terms of their dad. You can just tell. I mean, they're they're clean. I mean, yeah, Tommy leans a little bit, but you're watching his sophomore tape. He had no junior tape because he got hurt. I, I think same thing like we were talking about with our linebacker earlier. I've got to see what it looks like. And it's a lot less of a concern for a tackle. Sure. Um, 
I've, I've got to see what it looks like when he gets back healthy. Um, and we're going to get a chance to see that because both these kids are playing out in Texas. So they'll get a chance to play their senior years. Praise Jesus. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I, I'm as excited to see James play as I am to see Tommy play. I don't think the weight concerns are as much to be worried about for James as they are for Tommy. I, especially with this year off of his, we haven't seen, he probably hadn't been in a squat rack for six of the last 12 months. And probably hadn't been doing cleans, probably been eating, but he probably ain't been putting on great weight. Um, so we'll just see how he grows into that grown man body. And the other thing you got to, you know, worry about, not necessarily worry about, but just how big is he going to get? Kids right. six, seven and a half already. I mean, or six, six and a half, six, seven. Um, so just how much taller is he going to get? Pad level becomes a little bit of a concern uh, when you get really too stretched out. So uh, other than that, man, I, I would go Amarius Mims, number one on my tackle board, uh, probably uh, Tommy Brockemeyer, two, and then Latham, three. But they're all interchangeable. And guess what? You know, two of them are going to Bama. So uh, and then probably four or five down there, I would put Terrence. But good Lord, Bama's loaded. Uh, we'll see who someone's going to kick into guard. Um, no we'll see who it's going to be. I, I've got my money on Latham, especially if they're if they're going to be running any type of power schemes, uh, any type of pulling Latham. and stuff like that. Latham. I'd like to see Latham doing that kind of stuff. So great we, we athlete, yeah, yeah. Great, tremendous athlete. Let's move on. Arizona State forks up Herm Edwards. They get a guy out of Florida, a cornerback, yeah. Mr. Tommy Hill, at six foot one, six two, maybe 185, 190 pounds. A great athlete, um, long. Uh, he's got great size. Um, I like this kid, and I love his. I love his ups. I like the kid. I love his upside. A lot of upside here. It needs to be refined technically. Needs to mm-hmm. be refined technically. And Herm Edwards and new defensive back coach um, Hawkins, forget his first name, but um, this is a kid who can do a lot of damage in about two years at Arizona State. I'm going to tell you why. These type of athletes out on the edge at corner in the Pac-12 often have success. Yeah. They often have success because in the Pac-12, people want to run horizontally. They want to run vertically. They want to catch and run and get the ball going. This kid can change directions. He's explosive in short movements, and he can get on that highway. He can run. I like this kid. Tommy Hill out of of Florida. What do you think, B.A.? I mean, first of all, I, I think he really understands how to float in and out of zone coverages. All right. A, a lot of people, you know, when they get stuck in zone, they get turned around and spun around, a lot of stuff like that. Nah, this kid keeps his eyes on the, on the quarterback at all times. And I think that's vital uh, for a kid that's going to end up. I, I don't know what Arizona State plays, but like most colleges, you're going to run a little bit of man. You're going to run a little bit of zone. You're going to do some corner blitzes. You're going to do it all when you get into college. And, and the great thing about going to Arizona State is, you got an NFL veteran as your head coach that played DB. So you know he's going to be able to speak that language to you. Um, I think Tommy's got excellent ball skills. And the most important thing, especially here on Instant Impact, is he's got a willingness to thump, man. Yeah, Kid wants to tackle. I mean, he, he, he does. He wants to get his nose in there. Uh, unlike some of these guys we're going to talk about a little bit later, I got some criticisms about somebody. I'd leave him in zone, okay? I think the ball skills and just the ability, like I said, to – to, to trace routes with them on his back, I think that's invaluable for a kid that's going to end up playing zone. Uh, and again, the ball skills are great. I, I, we already talked about it. He's a Florida kid. I just wonder how he translates and how he fits in and, and how he you know adjusts to life out in the West Coast. We know that the heat's not going to be a problem. 
But the distance from home, I think, especially in times like what we're going on with right now, uh, we saw it with Devon Wilson, who just, you know, hit the transfer portal from Georgia. And that's from Athens to Miami. He was concerned about with distance from home. So I just wonder what the adjustment period is going to end up being like. But in terms of the prospect, I think he's physically ready uh, to play Pac-12 football. I mean, we're talking about a kid that's, you know, 5'10", 5'11", 185 pounds. Uh, He's going to transition well. Uh, into you know Pac-12 football immediately. So I love the ball skills. I love the willingness to thump, and I love the fit. Right, we got some good DB coaches out there, Arizona yeah. State, uh, and some guys that really know how to speak that language. No question about it. Let's move along. Arizona State went on a little run this past week. Did junior, they ever? Man, uh, Junior Alexander out at Kennedy Catholic, same school as one of the top quarterbacks in the country, and this is a six foot three, six foot four wide receiver. I like this guy for a couple different reasons. First thing that pops are his ball tracking skills. Good God. <laughs> can this kid My track God. the ball? He can find a ball, left shoulder, right shoulder, right down the middle, doesn't matter. Uh, listen, he is not a great athlete, but he's athletic. He's not going to run 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, not going to do it. But he's athletic. He's a basketball player on grass. Mm-hmm. I love him across the middle on the sixth round, going up, making plays. He's got some rack ability, but man, those ball tracking skills are pretty phenomenal. I was impressed. I, I was mean, impressed. And he knows it too. It's, it's, it's very, very, it's featured very, very early on his tape. Matter of fact, one of the best clips I've seen in terms of ball tracking ability uh, was on there twice. He got the, he got the, the sideline cut and the end zone cut. Yes, just to show, I mean, dude, he faded. For the for the audience who hasn't seen it, he faded a good six or seven yards. Yeah, with with never turning his head around, he stuck his head straight up, tracked it all the way down into his mitts. That's the very first thing that popped off to me. Just like elite. you said, though, elite. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen a kid track it like that lately. And we've been watching all these kinds of wide receivers; they haven't tracked it like this. No. It just looked like, uh, you know, Willie Mays playing center field, the basket catch. That's exactly what it looked like. He's a natural when it comes to that. And but you already hit on it. It's a four six runner, maybe four six five. Not not extremely twitchy, but again, he's six three, borderline six four. I mean, we're talking about a really long football player. He reminds me of a lot of uh, of a guy that played at ASU. He's now in New England. Ooh. He, re- he reminds me a lot of Nikhil Harry. Okay, Nikhil didn't separate a lot in college either. No. Okay, there's not a ton of separation, but it's an extremely big body of, of a guy that's a you know understands how to stack guys, understands how to fade in and out, and really can track the football. It's going to be a fifty-fifty guy very early on. Um, again, not a ton of separation, but the leaping ability is there, and he's a day one deep ball ball threat. I mean, that's that's what it is. He's a day one deep threat. So um, lo- love the kid's game, but I mean. You track the ball like this, yeah. You're a D1 wide receiver. Man, shout out to Sam Hewitt, the 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 silky smooth lefty quarterback, one of the tops in America. He was dropping that thing in the bucket, and uh, you know Sam is a dude. He's been a dude for a long time and starting as a true freshman. Let's move along. Talking about Garen Stansberry, ASU again went on a run and uh, probably strategically went on a little run. Everybody kind of committed momentum, baby. Create momentum. some create some organic. More momentum, but Garen Stansberry, kid, I've been watching over the last probably nine months, and I like this guy a lot off the edge. He's exactly what colleges, NFL guys are looking for right now. That initial explosiveness off the ball, that first step burst, 
that length off the edge, the ability to bend and finish at the quarterback. He's got terrific motor, running quarterbacks down to the sideline. Uh, needs to get more physical at the point. He's 6'5", probably about 210 pounds. He's that's, lean, man. He's that's extremely what I, lean. That's what I wanted to know. Just how heavy is he? Because, man, he's rail thin. He's I mean, rail thin. Rail, yes. rail thin. All right, if he can get up to 240, 245 pounds, we're talking about a guy that's, you know, going to be NFL caliber, right? I mean, right now he's got he's got NFL length. He damn sure don't have an NFL frame, okay? So we're going to have to see. And when I see guys that's lower halves this thin, I mean, stick thin, I just wonder how much weight they're ultimately going to be able to put on, okay? Guys like Kevin Durant have been trying to put on weight for decades now. It just never happened, okay? Some body types just don't put it on. Um, so we'll see how much he can ultimately put it on. But, look, the twitch and the explosiveness, they're there, okay? Um, but, again, he does have issues holding the edge. He's going to have issues holding the point. He's got issues holding the point in high school, let alone going into college, hold, holding on to 310-pound tackles. He might get put on the sideline his first day of spring practice. I mean, that that's what it's going to be because they're going to run stretch zone at this kid. I don't care if he's playing right in or left in. They're going to run stretch zone at this kid. And if he can't hold the point, he can't play. But now what, yeah, what is going to happen. And I guarantee what is going to happen is the very first experience that Arizona state gets to this kid is going to be on third and long. They're going to ask him to go run the edge because he can do that. He, he can rush the passer. Okay. But he plays really, really high. Okay. His high school's got him doing this stuff where, you know, they, they think he's six, one playing defensive end. And they got him standing up, not putting his hand in the dirt. Young man, if you're listening, Garen, put your hand in the dirt, play with good pad level, and get your butt off the ball and hand fight, okay? Set the edge, get your hand in the dirt, and fight, okay? You are not Von Miller at 6'1", 6'2", 245 pounds. You are Garen Stransberry. Put your hand in the dirt, show some burst, and bend the edge, okay? That's what you can do. You lose a good... Half a second on your 10. Imagine going to the 40-yard line, gentlemen, and trying to run that 10-yard sprint, that 10, that first 10-yard split, which is the most vital position, the vital 10 yards for any defense lineman, in my opinion. Okay. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, they ran 4-7, but that first 10-yard split was almost historic. Okay. That's why they're out in the NFL making sacks and making plays. Get your hand in the dirt and burst. Okay. That's what I want to see from this kid. I don't know why his high school coaches got him doing that stuff. Everybody thinks it looks cool. Everybody thinks it looks cute. That shit ain't cute. Put your hand in the dirt and show some burst. I want to see that from him. Arizona State, a bona fide three three five team. They use defensive so ends, where, so like linebackers. Here's the deal. He's going to be a stand-up defensive end or stand-up outside backer. He's going to be 6'5". In, in two years, he'll be 6'5 and 245. Easy, right? He'll be a stand-up outside backer. They're going to ask him to rush the passer. Can he hold the point? That is going to be the end-all, be-all. Now, great coach says, hey, we don't need you to hold the point. Come in on third down, third and six plus, rush the passer. Go make some plays um, if he can't hold the point. So, Garrett Stansberry, like him as a, pro- as a prospect, he could end up being a project if he can't put on weight. Let's move along. Cornerback, Clinton. Burton Jr. up out of, um, what is that? Maryland. Yeah, out of Maryland, St. Francis, out of Baltimore. St. Francis, uh, I like this kid. I like this kid, B.A. He came out to California last year, played against Modern Day, and 
they got hammered, okay? They got beat up. But it wasn't because they couldn't cover. They Those guys could cover. Couldn't stop okay? the run. They, they couldn't stop Bryce Young's run. He ran for four or five oh. touchdowns on them and just there went berserko. But this kid can cover, man. Uh, he turned down – but he flipped from Florida – Flip from Florida and, and turn down Bama. Ton of Bama, down Bama. on this one, no, too. This kid is a player. He's, yeah. I got a legit size. He's a plus athlete. I love his physicality at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, I love his ability to trust himself in his eyes and what he sees. He can break on the ball from off coverage, which is an indicator of a pure cover corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he needs to improve his ball skills. Too many times that ball touches his hands, and he doesn't take it back the other way. Yeah. Too many times. Got to quit bouncing the ball off your hands on purpose and, and allowing it to be an incomplete pass. Got to make plays. Got to finish plays, Clinton Burton Jr. But in terms of being a cover corner, a guy that can be sticky on the edge, be physical, uh, mirror routes, break on balls, compete at a high level. I like this kid. Clinton Burton Jr. going to BC to go play for Jeff Halfley, who's a former defense coordinator at the University of Ohio State last year. Now the head coach of BC. He's a great coach, former NFL guy. And, uh, Man, he picks up a great one here, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the way he plays with his eyes to the quarterback, okay? Just like we talked about earlier, he plays a lot of bump and run in high school, um, and he really snaps his head around quickly. And what that tells me is not going to get a lot of PIs when he's left in man-to-man coverage in college. Look, all that hand-grabbing crap that you you corners play in high school, they don't let that stuff fly in college. That's 15 yards. They throw in the flag every single time. So I like that a lot about him. Um Look, he, he's got a willingness to help out in the run game, but he ain't one of these dogs. Not not, not for what I saw, not what we talk about. Look, I, I wrote it in my notes, and I like this one a lot, and I think we should use it more for corners. He's there to clean up, not blow up, okay? He's there to clean up tackles. He ain't there to blow them up and make them by himself, okay? Some of these corners that we've been watching, especially, and, and maybe it's some of these lesser recruited guys. Maybe, maybe they have a more tendency to stick their nose in there and really play hard. This kid's been highly recruited since probably sophomore year of high school. Um, ain't ain't really there to blow nobody up, and and you don't have to be not not when you cover like this kid. This kid can really cover. He can ro- he can play man to man coverage with the best of them. Um, but he ain't he ain't really there to you know put highlights. The highlights are him you know knocking balls down, making picks. They ain't right. him sticking nobody. Um, right. And 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 again, he plays corner. He don't play safety, so it's not that big of a deal. But. I, I want to see that if, he, if he's really if he's really going to be a dude, if he's really going to. And look, he's going to play in the ACC. But I guarantee you when Justin Ross is out in your face because he's going to be back, he's taking the year off with a back surgery. OK, he was going to be a first round draft pick, but he's going to be there in 2021. Mm-hmm. Boston College is going to have to see about him um, when Justin Ross is out there, man, you're going to have to play physical. You're going to have to play physical. Clinton Burton Jr., if he had that type of physicality as a tackler, he'd probably be a five star player. Yes. Let's, let's just be what it is. Uh, let's move along. Travion Stevenson, North Carolina gets a guy very similar to the whole Garen Stansberry deal. Another basketball player playing defensive end, 6'5, yeah. 205, 210, uh, but not a lot of twitch. Stansberry, twitchy, explosive, serious burst. Travion Stevenson. I don't see the acceleration package. He doesn't have that that jet pack on his back. He doesn't have that horsepower on the get off. Love he he plays with passion, a lot yeah. of intensity. I'm excited to be out there making plays. But this is a little bit of a head scratcher for me. I don't see a big time guy. I see a 
this is a developmental piece going to Chapel Hill. That's what I have in my notes. A yeah, developmental this, piece that needs two years in the weight room before he touches the field. This ain't Javari Ritzy. I mean, no. that's, that's not what this is. Um, no. But I think what he lacks in burst, I think he's got in top end speed. Okay, when you let this kid really pursue the ball carrier, he's as fast as anybody on the field at his size. Okay, but there, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're talking about a guy. We talked about that first ten yard split earlier. I bet this kid's a four eight runner, and he gains most of that in the the ten to forty yards. Okay, he's a real long strider, but there's not a ton of burst. So if Travion's listening, I'd be hammering the box squats. I'd be hammering the the touch and goes, okay, the the bounds. I'd be doing all that kind of stuff. I probably wouldn't be heavy squatting, okay. Fire Don't do none of that. Fire all right, go go get them twitches. Get that get off the ball. Um, the other thing I noticed, he sheds blocks a lot better in the run game than he does in the pass game. Okay, like you mentioned, probably a basketball career uh, in his background. Probably played a little bit of hoops. Um, but what he hadn't been doing is developing a real skill set. Um, when it comes to, you know, shedding blocks in the pass game, I'm talking about dips and rips. I'm talking about swim moves. Don't see a lot of that. I see a lot of hand swipes and that's about it. He, he can, he can knock hands off, but that's about it when it comes to the run game. Keith, I don't know about you guys out there out West, but I can name four or five guys just in the Atlanta area that that's all they train. They, they train these D line guys and that's all they do. They teach how to shed blocks. They teach how to, you know, knock hands down. They t- it's hand fighting. That's all it is. And if all you ain't is. doing it, I mean, you're never going to be good at it. And I, I know four or five guys that that's all they do. If you, if you go train with Marcus Howard, if you go train at pass rush you, if you go train with any of these guys in Atlanta, you're going to be hand fighting for an hour. And most of the time, you're either going to be doing it in the sand or on the hot-ass turf out here. You're going to be hand fighting, hand fighting, hand fighting. That's it. They ain't making you run no bags or no no cones, no, doing no five ten fives, doing none of that crap. You're gonna be learning how to move side to side. You're gonna be learning how to get some burst, and you're gonna be learning how to hand fight. I don't know how they do it out west, but that's how they do it down here. And we got a whole hell of a lot of pass rushers down here. Yes, you guys do, and uh, they're doing a great job down there. Let's move along, Travion Stevenson. We got to you. Let's move along. Cornerback Jordan Hancock. And look, Brooks, you know this kid. You've seen this kid. I, I didn't know too much about him. Heard of him. Hadn't really seen him. Didn't know too much about him. But let me tell you something. I'm you a found believer. out. I'm a believer. You found out. Yeah. Ooh, this is a ready-made first-round draft pick. There you go. Ready-made. He's got the perfect frame mm-hmm. as a lockdown corner. I have in my notes a super athlete. He's super athletic. He's got an NFL frame with long arms and quick feet. He's got instincts galore for the position. His burst out of his breaks are elite. He's super explosive once he sees ball. Mm-hmm. One thing he needs to work on, and I'm sure they'll get this together. I think he opens up his gate way too early in press coverage. So that's my critique of it. But let me tell you something. Jordan Hancock, I'm a believer. You're a dude. I'm a believer. And I want you to come play in the Global Bowl because that dude is special. Hey, right. hey, right. He, Brooks, he, he's special. He, he, going to the, he going to the Adidas All-American game. Hey, he's listen, already locked he, up. He can, go to, he can go to that nah, too. Yeah, he's, he's already locked up. Go him. ahead, man. Him, he, him he and Barrett both. Hey, listen. Nah, but he's a dude. This, he's, a, he's a dude at all corner. I mean, whatever you want him to do. And just like we talked about with Terrence Ferguson earlier, this dude plays in 7A football 
here in North Gwinnett, Georgia, which this is the park views. These are these are every every big school you ever hear about in the state of Georgia. This kid plays them. Okay, yeah. every single major wide receiver that's here in the state of Georgia that plays big time football. This kid's locked them down. Okay, can do absolutely everything. And unlike some of these corners we talked about tonight, no fear of hitting. Absolutely none. He will stick his nose in there and absolutely hit you. He's, I think he's got really fluid hips. I think that's what you may be seeing. That 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 quickness, that real uh, earliness to open his gate. I just think he knows that he can flip them back over if he wants to. They're, I mean, they're greasy. They're real oil and real smooth. Now, the only thing I don't, I don't know where he got them from. I, I, I train, I, I, I talk to all these trainers. I go see all these DB trainers. There's three or four of them here in the in in Atlanta that. If, if there's a national recruit that plays DB here in Georgia, I've laid my eyes on him. I haven't seen Jordan Hancock outside the tape and maybe a little up close in some, in, in some football games, but I haven't really seen him train, but I don't need to. The tape is absolutely no. insane. This is, this is the next in line at Ohio State to be a first-round draft pick, just like you talked no about. Doubt. Um, no doubt. I mean, he, he's a great, great football player, and I think he's an even better young man. Listen, if Okuda – was a I think he was top five. This kid could be top five. That's how much I think of him. If his head is on straight and you say he's a great kid, he has every tool in his toolbox and every attribute you're looking for to be a, a Pro Bowl cornerback. I'm just yeah. telling you, the kid is explosive vertically. He's explosive horizontally. His hips are oily. He's got unbelievable quickness and burst out of his break. And when he sees ball, he gets ball. And he yeah. doesn't just go to 10 feet to get ball. He goes to 12 feet to get ball. This is an absolute freak show at the corner position, and he's special. And I'm excited to come down to watch him. I'm coming to watch some Georgia 7A football this year. Hey, okay? hey get me up. I got a spare bedroom. No doubt, man. Listen, <laughs> California's not playing. Okay? I'm already thinking about buying me a house out in Georgia just because – I done fell in love with Georgia, man. Now, listen, I love New Orleans. Love Damn, New Orleans. Y'all, y'all West Coast folks hear that? The the, the best uh, coast. He coming hey, to GA, baby. He coming I, to listen, GA. I may buy me a house. I love Georgia. Love Florida. Love Georgia. Love New Orleans. But, man, Atlanta, the greater metro area, is lit. Man, they're not, they not going to like us when we roll up the game. They're they not. They're they, not, they not going to like us. Coach Keith going to be in a building, and I'm going to let them know. That's for <laughs> sure. Let's move along. Linebacker Moses Oladejo. He's from uh, Northern California here, Sacramento area. Commits to the University of Cal. Uh, if you know anything about University of Cal, they play good defense, right? Justin mm-hmm. Wilcox, former coordinator at Boise, former coordinator at SC. has done a great job kind of turning around that Cal defense after some miserable years where they were worse than the country on the defensive side of the ball. Oladejo, a presence off the edge. I'm going to let you start off this one off, Brooks. Go ahead. I just, I mean, I, I wonder what he's going to be playing, right? I, I looked it up. Cal plays an odd front defense. Yeah. But just like everybody else, they probably play a hybrid odd front defense. When it comes to rundown situations, they probably play four down, play an even front. Uh, when it comes to pass rushing situations, they probably play a three-man front and try to send some fire blitzes from different gaps and whatnot try to confuse the looks that's what everybody's doing in college football nowadays so where does this kid fit in um outside linebacker slash put your hand in the dirt and rush the edge i think that's what he's going to end up playing um i think he's got a really quick and explosive first three steps okay the top end speed not really there um no. i just wonder 
how much he's had to take on and shed blocks. Because if you watch his high school tape, he's left free an awfully lot. And when I say an awfully lot, I mean almost every down. He's play, He's playing out in space, and he's playing out on the edge. He's a wide seven most of the time, walk down on an even front. So they're playing all kinds of funky stuff out there in Northern Cal. And like I said, he gets left free a whole lot. And even when he's, you know, even when there's blockers attached to him, he don't really shed him. He kind of runs around him. And for a yeah. guy that's this big at six foot two, pushing six, three, maybe even bigger at 225, 230 pounds, I got to see some play strength and I don't see it when you hit somebody. I see it when you punch somebody. Okay. As a linebacker, that's what I evaluate in play strength. When Keith and I are talking about play strength and Keith, you may be different than me. When I'm talking about your play strength, I'm talking about what it looks like when you engage with a blocker, when you shoot them too, when you shoot them hands into a chest of a ba- uh, an offensive lineman or a pullback or a split zone blocker, whatever it is, do I see a head snap? Do I see that other guy's head snap backwards? And once you're there, can you shed them and throw them down to the ground and put them on their face? I don't see that a lot from this kid. That doesn't mean he can't do it. It just means he hasn't been asked to do it. So if that's the case when he's early on in college, because here's the deal, when you get into college, People are gonna put their hands on you. They oh, gonna get to you. Oh yeah. They they gonna get to you. So if oh, yeah. you can't disengage, you cannot play the linebacker position. That's outside linebacker, inside linebacker. Don't matter. If you can't engage and disengage with offensive linemen and split zone blockers, you cannot play college football in the Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve. Don't matter. matter. Don't so matter. We're gonna have to be able to see if this kid can do that. And again. It doesn't mean that he can't. It just means that he hasn't been asked to. Because, again, Keith, you watched the tape just as much as I did. He's a free free player. He's just out there running around. That's it the whole time. At at that size in high school, in that initial quickness in size in high school, you can make a lot of plays not being blocked, right? I can make a lot of plays right now at 40 (laughs) years old not being blocked. Uh, one thing that I do know that this is you got another, elite play recognition, Keith. This is true, man. My awareness is on 99 <laughs> plus. What I do know is this is another Nigerian kid and history says those boys are tough. Those boys get r- strong and they yeah. blow up physically and they don't have a problem getting their knuckles dirty in the dirt. So, so we just, we just answered our question. Right, he's, he's 220, 230 pounds. I guarantee you, in two years, he's 250. No question. Okay? And he's gonna be rocked up. Like yes, he's gonna he be, he's gonna be rocked. Yes, okay, I have so, a feeling, Brooks. He's gonna go. move to the inside. I've got a feeling he's gonna move to the inside. Okay. If, if you look closely at his tape, he's got a couple shots of him at the inside backer position. It doesn't look. It doesn't look terrible. Right. Got a quick click. Got a quick click downhill and a strike. Okay. Um, I got a feeling, I just got a sneaky feeling, he's going to kick inside, he's going to add that weight, and he's going to be about 240 by his sophomore year at about six two and a half, and he's going to be playing tackle to tackle. That's just my, that's just my thought. Moses, I oh, probably, hey, Joe. It definitely, it definitely fits him better than doing anything in space. I, I, don't, I didn't yeah. like him in space. No. Um, and he damn sure can't cover. He's not going to be able no. to cover. So, yeah, I mean, and he's, he doesn't quite have the length. Um, to play on the edge and rush the passer. So I think that may be a, a smooth transition for him. No, I think it will be. Let's move along. USC got a commitment. Uh, another Northern California kid, this time going to USC, Prophet Brown, 10, 900-meter guy. He plays cornerback. 
USC and coach Dante Williams, their defensive pass game coordinator and their number one recruiter. Um, Prophet Brown, off the notes, Brooks, this guy can run. He's a 10-9 kid. He can run, but he's not blazing, right? Yeah. Here's what I didn't like. This kid is really, really stiff in those hips. As a corner running 10 9 and stiff. Whoa, hips, whoa. What do you got? Whoa. Breaking news. Breaking news. James Williams just committed to Miami. Dude, I got to get off there. I got to get off. I got to no go. Go with it, go. man. Go. Love Let's you guys. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. God, that's out of nowhere. Let's go. Jesus Christ. Miami, James Williams. We'll see y'all next time. Instant impact. Oh, hey, hey, hey. We still on. Uh, so, Prophet Brown, Prophet Brown is, is he stiff? Um, I didn't like that about him. He's a 10, 900 meter guy. He can run a little bit, but I don't like a guy that's stiff in my, in my corner. He's got the stiff hips. I don't see it lose. I don't see him turning. He does have some added value in a return game, but, um, you know, Prophet Brown going to USC. USC, they, they they add some speed, but this is not a 4-3 or 4-4 guy. This is a 4-5 kid at the corner position that is, that is pretty stiff in the hips, and I think USC is going to need to really, really develop this guy for the next two, three, maybe even four years. He's going to come in in red shirt. This is a red shirt kid. He will come in in red shirt at USC, and he needs time to develop in the weight room and also in the, in the conditioning program and really just his technique development, man, and his flexibility you got to get some fluidity out there in the corner position or you will be toast in the Pac-12, especially Pac-12 after dark. Let's move along. Uh, our last uh, commit of the day, Marcus Burks going to Florida. Uh, this is a six foot four, six foot five receiver that I really like. Vertical, right off the bat. This kid is going vertical. He's got really good speed. He's a long strider with some turnover. Uh, he's just deep ball, deep ball. Throw me the deep ball. He's running pie people. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. Committed to the University of Florida, but I love his vertical ability. He's going deep. He's making plays, and he's running past people. And when he gets the ball in his head, nobody's running him down. And we're talking about in Florida. If you're not being ran down in Florida, you can go. This kid can go. Um, he wants to take the top off the defense as much as he can. He's got to add some weight, add some good strength, so he can be able to run those inside routes. Because his catch and run, he can run away from people. So you got to get him the ball on the move. Let him use that long stride. Let him use that speed. If I had to compare him to somebody, think about a Mike Williams for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very similar kind of players. Mike Williams, of course, though, added that strength to go along with that stride and that size. And uh, he's the guy who's making plays, a Pro Bowl player in the NFL. Marcus Burks. Coach Dan Mullen, they get a guy out in Florida from Jacksonville. I like him as a wide receiver. Anyways. Uh, I know Brooks had to jump off. He's got to do his SI work. Tap back in with us next week. Instant Impact. We're here. We're breaking down all the latest commits. Nobody does it better. This is instant analysis, and, and we going in. If it, if it, if it looked like shit, we're going to call it shit, right? And, but if it looked real, it's going to be real. We're going to call it real. Shout out to all them boys who committed, and shout out to their families. Congratulations. Uh, we got nothing but love and respect for you guys, and continue to do a great job in them books. Uh, keep your mind on them books and off them gals. Shout out to House Party, the first episode. Robin Harris, rest in peace. Until then, it's a new sheriff in town. His name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. 
Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, my sleeper of the week this week comes from Texas. Spring High School in Texas, 2022 receiver, Caden Bradley. Now, Caden is about six feet tall, probably about 175, 180 pounds. I mean, he's a go-getter. He plays inside, he plays outside. He's got big-time ball skills, love the hands, the tracking ability. He can bring it in through the contest. He's big-time, man. He's got good speed. Uh, I like his routes. He can get in and out of his breaks. I like his rack. After the catch, he's trying to get every inch of every yard whether he's spinning, break, running through tackles with muscle and power, or just using his speed to get to the sideline. Caden Bradley, he also had four or five punt returns for touchdowns that I saw on tape. Really liked this kid. Spring Texas, Spring High School in Texas, Caden Bradley, 2022 receiver. Um, congratulations, young man. You're this week's Transparent Truth Sleeper of the Week. Coaches, you better go out at him. I appreciate you guys for joining me here. On the Transparent Truth Impact, Instant Impact show. Uh, I know my boy Brooks Austin had to jump off because he had some breaking news, but thank you for staying with me. Check back in with us later on in the week. We have Five Star Friday coming up. Should be having really good guests. And uh, back for next week, Instant Impact. All the new commits, breaking them down, giving it to you raw. If it ain't rough, it ain't right. If it ain't real, it ain't tight. That's how we moving. That's how we grooving here. Transparent Truth, Instant Impact, Coach Keith for my boy B.A. Y'all be cool.